Welcome to Leaders of Analytics. Leaders of Analytics is about data-driven decision-making, modern business leadership, and the use of data and artificial intelligence in business and society. Each episode investigates the strategies, tools, techniques, and leadership required to succeed in a world increasingly driven by data and analytics. The show's guests share their stories and experiences in a way that helps you understand the big concepts and small details that make all the difference in today's world of business. I am your host, Jonas Christensen, and I hope you enjoy listening to this episode of Leaders of Analytics. Why is the data scientist role called the sexiest job of the 21st century? I believe it's partly because the data science profession is constantly evolving to include new data types new tech and tools, new modeling techniques, along with an increasing ability to drive customer and business outcomes with data. The main challenge for data scientists becomes one of bandwidth. Great data scientists are highly intelligent, technically proficient, curious, and creative, but even so, the world of data science is evolving too fast for most individuals to keep up with. I recently spoke to Ravit Jain, to understand how data professionals stay relevant and connected to the fast-paced world of data. Ravid is a true servant leader who has built a global online community of data lovers. Through his work as a book publisher, podcast and blog host, content curator, and conference organizer, he helps hundreds of thousands of data professionals learn new skills, share knowledge, and connect with each other. In this episode of Leaders of Analytics, we discuss what's hot in data right now, including how Ravid became passionate about the world of data, how to build your career in data, the most important trends and topics in data today and in the future, the traits that make some data science leaders stand out from the rest, and why Ravid's first advice for aspiring data professionals is to start networking with others in the industry. Let's get to it. Here's Ravid. Ravid Jain, welcome to Leaders of Analytics. It is so good to have you on the show. Awesome. Thanks, Jonas, for having me on the show. I've heard your podcast. To be honest, I loved it. Even the recent episode with Kate or your episode with Kirk Bond. You know, I've learned so much. So super excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. Oh, look, Ravid, thank you so much for the support. I love when I get listeners' feedback. And uh, when I get it from someone like you, it means even more. So thank you for that. Now, this is obviously not about me, but all about you. The listeners are dying to hear more about you. So perhaps you could tell us a bit about yourself and your background and what you do. Yeah, definitely. So like you mentioned, obviously, I have my own podcast, which is The Ravid Show. It's a live show on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and many other platforms and also distributed on Anchor. It's been almost close to one and a half years since I've been hosting this. And I've had various CEOs, CTOs, product managers, engineers who have visited the show. And these are from various fields, not limiting to just data science, but also AI, 
machine learning engineers and also i've had different guests from human resource field so the basic idea here what i'm trying to say is obviously i don't limit my show to just folks from one field rather i keep it like it's like a broad spectrum where uh, the audience can learn a lot about these fields and these are experts who definitely share a lot also about you know i come from a very different background to be honest i come from a finance background where i did my mba in finance and also my executive mba in investment banking so i've been often asked by people why how and you know how did you actually land into data science and ai field and that's very interesting because i started my first job in something like market research analytics and i was actually creating reports there i was making sure that i'm compiling the right uh, primary and secondary data we used to actually go out there and make calls do extensive research into white papers other informative articles and get those data extracted and create market research reports and that's one of the reasons you know when i actually understood how important data is to the world right now how important these reports are to companies because these were companies which used to actually want these reports and these reports could be any report on a mobile on a pen or a paper or on a desktop it could be into chemical so that's where my journey started and i realized that data plays a very important role and also at the same time risk was something which i really like doing to get into specific products and learn about them about the market about and forecast them you know down the line 7 to 8 years how will that uh, actually turn out to be that's where my journey started i then had an opportunity to come back uh, to my hometown which is mumbai though my first job started in pune which was near to mumbai my hometown and then i started with tech publishing which is a publisher tech publisher and i worked in various roles there starting from commissioning a book to content marketing to making sure the content that goes out to the public to our audience is right and then i had a fantastic opportunity towards the end of my journey at pact which was uh, a community manager where i closely worked with tech authors and made sure that the books are amplified at a global level making sure that uh, i get into those small communities if for example if we are actually coming up with a book which is transformers for nlp obviously i would want to you know get into communities and would want to reach out to people who are into nlp field and get their insights on this book and this could be pre publication or post publication which is very important for the author to get the right feedback you know obviously feedbacks kind of make uh, the product very well it kind of gets the right idea of what the audience needs so i used to actually work in different areas and different fields and different authors so that kind of gave me a fantastic exposure to come closer to various communities and that's one of the reasons you know you could i could relate i could actually bring that to my podcast as well where i didn't want to limit it to just one topic but wanted to make sure that i am actually covering a lot of ground because while working at pack publishing obviously as a community manager i had got into many communities and many people so it gave me an opportunity to not only explore just one field but reach out to many field experts subject matter experts made some great relationships there and obviously learned about their journey and that's when i wanted to you know start my own podcast too and get on with it but uh, yeah that's it's my 
journey i would say which actually played a very important role how i got into this field and obviously i recently had a great gig with odse which is open data science conference and i made sure i was closely working with speaker team marketing team also the community engagement though it was a short journey since we i just wanted to do it like for a few months so explored that as well i have something on the cards that i i will be announcing in the 2022 jan so just keeping my fingers crossed on that and it's a big news which i will definitely be announcing very soon but that's been my journey i am a community person jones to be honest i love to help the community i love to make sure that i am sharing the right resources you might actually see me sharing a lot of free resources book recommendations also projects by people and helping companies also to amplify their products and services through the rabbit show i have my own newsletter i have my show i have you know my page i i am an advisor for love open source community which was recently started by aditi kinwasra so helping her on those lines and yeah that's just little about me yeah that's a big summary for me as someone who spends a bit of time on linkedin and follows data science topics there is no way to avoid ravid and his content it is everywhere on linkedin <laughs> i see it every day and i love it so the other thing you talked about there was packed and your time there packed is really a company or a book publisher that in my opinion has had a huge positive impact on the data science community because it's such a nascent field and it's such an ever evolving field it's actually very hard to create books and content that are very contemporary and and relevant for the moment but 5 years later they're not relevant anymore exactly when you started that role how did you make sure that you found the right authors got the right content in and distributed it to the right audience yeah that's a fantastic question jones because what i feel is, is it is a big task when you say you are a publisher and you need to evolve with the world because there's if you talk about you know programming languages as well what you might have seen like say 7 years back which was booming is not even there right now rather you would see a completely new programming language out there and people wanting to learn more about it it's a journey which takes a lot of research when you talk about building books or uh, finding the right authors because what happens in the journey is first thing you need to start with the research and want to make sure what is the right market fit and what people want to learn about if it's about python uh which is like the go to language today most of the folks are into python and if you are wanting to create a product which is a book uh, you would want to do a fantastic research on what is the actual problem of the people out there the programmers out there and what are they wanting to learn the first step is get into the research do the right work and then first find your uh, right uh, market fit Uh, understand your audience how do you want to solve the problem through this product so it's basically bridging the gap between the business and the audience the readers and making sure that you are being the right problem solver for them through research through finding the right authors through making sure that you are actually putting out a material which is up to date or at least when you basically i'll just share the idea how it is done when you go out and sign a author and when the author is on board obviously it is very interesting because you are getting into a agreement which is for 
a product which will be released like nine months later and you need to be like author starts writing a, a chapter today on say introduction to python and there's a release after six months there's a version release that comes in <laughs> so you need to make sure that on the ninth month the first chapter has to be changed again because there's a new version release that has come in so those are the things where you need to be very sharp about making sure the right product is going out you have that those type of relationship with the authors as well that in these nine months, if things are evolving, we'll need to evolve simultaneously and we'll be coming out with a fantastic product. It's a big journey. I would say it's like a long, long journey where you go on with an author for like six to nine months and then the product is ready. Almost after a year, a book is out and pack has more than 6,000 books. I might be wrong with the number, but it has a lot of tech books and some are like evergreen books. But uh, as you definitely mentioned, there are books which has to evolve over time. And I really remember when in my team, at least we used to be in the packed expert network team and we used to come up with like 50 books. Just one team used to come up with 50 books. Maybe the other team might have like 200 books that they used to release. So it's close to many products that could come out. I think the field is that big. It's not, we are not limiting it to data science or AI. They also have books in cybersecurity, programming, and a lot of things, whatever you see in tech world, they might have a book on it. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. And it sounds like your spark was later. The interest in data and the data community was really created when you were at PACT. One, is that fair to say? And secondly, what was it about this subject and the people you met that lit this spark inside you? Yeah, I think it's a mix of both. Uh, you know, when I was at PACT, obviously I got an opportunity to work with these authors who were fantastic and uh, have shared, like, I've learned a lot from them. And it kind of gave me an hope where, you know, this field has so much to explore. You need to go out there and do different things. You need to help the community. You can actually build your own community, which I did with the Robert Show as well. And at the same time, when I started doing that, obviously it motivated me to learn more about uh, data science, about uh, this community and making sure that how can I be of help to this community, even that one percent? If that contribution kind of comes in right, I'll be in a better place to make a good career choice. And at the same time, it I won't even call it my career. Rather, it's more of a passion for me right now where I can help the community. I'm more responsible towards them. I feel like that. And just do the right things for them in terms of even recommending courses or sharing books or helping authors or, you know, interviewing CEOs, CTOs and making sure what the new product that they are coming out with. And so it's like, a 360 degree circle where I am going around not only from students to the CEOs and CTOs, but also making sure that it is a great help to the community in various ways. So trying my best there. And that's one of the things which, you know, encouraged me to do a lot in this field because I've got a lot of encouragement, motivation from people. There are great friends, obviously friends like Kate Strachny, Tom Ives, Danny Ma, these people are fantastic and you have a lot to learn from them. So once you get into the community, it's more about learning from each other. You have great leaders there where you can, you know, who are up for the guidance, who are up for mentorships as well. So yeah, that's how it all began, I feel. So you could have picked investment banking or share trading <laughs> or any other branch and 
where it's potentially more linked to your degree, but you chose the data community. And you've also said many times that you love the data community. So why was it this thing that you picked to be so passionate about? I don't know if it picked you or you picked it. So why are you so passionate about this and where did it come from? Yeah, very interesting question, Johannes. I love learning about finance. I wouldn't uh, say I was never a number guy. I was a number guy and that's one of the reasons I had my background in finance and investment banking. But then what I really felt was I didn't want to just be into maybe the profit and loss sheets or the balance sheets. It, It was, though it's a great job, I wouldn't say that. But I was more of a person where I wanted to be a people's person. I wanted to go out there and talk to people more. I wanted to make sure that, you know, I could help in any way where I can have that long-term relationship with them and definitely balance sheets. And these things are can also make some good long-term relationships, but I wanted to have a different side to it. When I started with my first job, as I mentioned, it was more on the side where I started realizing that data plays a very important role and people want to learn more about it. People want to understand the market very well. And that's got, that got me very intrigued in terms of getting into this field and making sure that how, like, how do I want to struct, structure it? In what ways can I help the community? And to be honest, it did happen, I would say, though I chose a path, but everything kind of happened all together. When I got into the community, I started helping them with various courses, books, started with the Ravid show. And you start building a community out there when you are helping the folks. It's always about more on the side where you are the giver. If you are the giver, trust me, it has to come back to you. And then I kind of became the people's person. I love talking to them. Yeah. Nice. I like that. If you're the giver, it comes back to you. I like that. Definitely. Now, Ravid, since you are such an expert in this area and you are good at spotting trends, uh, that's been your role and your vocation for a few years now, spotting trends and, and sort of narrating that information, uh, curating the information, presenting it up to the audience and creating the audience. You have to have a really good finger on the pulse for what's actually happening out there because you're creating content, you're publishing books, you're managing conferences and all this stuff. So I'm interested in getting some insights out of you around the future of data science for our listeners. So perhaps we start with the question of uh, what do you think are the most important trends and topic in data today and in the next, say, three years? It's interesting. This question has been like a sort of debate (laughs) for many. But what I feel is, you know, I can say there are three trends which will not diminish for at least next five years or seven years. One is obviously AI plays a very important role. People feel that most of the AI projects kind of fail, but trust me, AI is just starting. It's just starting to take off. I've interviewed folks where folks like Ben Taylor, Kirk Bourne, these folks have such interesting insights about AI and how it is just getting started, how things are implementing right now and how things will be automated. I'm not saying that it will, you you know, replace human in the near future, but at least there will be some interesting things which will be happening. We've also, we've, we've seen a lot of things happening in the healthcare system through AI. In the last two years of pandemic, we have literally seen a lot of AI playing a great role. 
So AI is something which is very important in terms of more, you know, getting into data science. I know for a fact that analytics engineering is kind of picking up very well. It's more of a role, but uh, when you talk about the trend there, it's around engineering. So you can also say data engineering is an analytics engineering is kind of the boom in the next three years, which will play a very important role. But analytics engineering is something which people are wanting to learn. And basically it boils down to, again, to analytics, which is always evergreen. Analytics is very important and people know it. It's just that it's named after different roles and stuff. But I feel analytics kind of play a very important role. People love to get into this field. They love to play into data analytics. There are many subfields where they want to, you know, go and explore their career and they have given lives. <laughs> so that's how it will be booming in at least next three to five years. The other part, there are many, I wouldn't say buzzwords, but there are many other fields which are kind of opening up and are in the early stage, like, data mesh or uh, data fabrication. So these are interesting fields to look out for. You never know what can turn green. So just stay there and, you know, learn more about it. Uh, There's MLOps, which is very interesting. It is hot. There are many companies. I have interviewed a lot of folks in MLOps field as well. And uh, it's something you should be looking in the near future to learn more about in stay updated i would i would say yeah so there is so much here to stay updated on and keep track of <laughs> and it's all very technical stuff there's tools underneath there is understanding different uses of data and so on how do you think one can go about that how do you pick what to work on because you can't do it all you can't do it all yeah you can't do it all you just mentioned it very right these are fields which have massive subfields as well if i talk about ai there are many subfields which where you can get into and learn about it so you know the best approach i would say for anyone who wants to break into this is first thing just make sure that you are having the passion to get into this field for it is the most important thing because if you want to learn about ai it's huge yeah it's never ending there's so much that you can learn there's so much that you can implement there are various courses there are various uh, videos there are various obviously universities offering courses as well so those can be the places where you can start Uh, there are many people who would say that universities won't help you can just take up the courses but that completely depends on oneself because I wouldn't recommend someone not visiting the university or someone not taking up a particular course. I would say whatever suits you the best, whatever makes you feel the right way of learning, get into it and do it. But definitely you can't do it all. So just pick your right path and just pick your right place where you want to get into talk to the right people who are in the field i'm not the right person to talk about ai or i'm not the right person to talk about data mesh or data fabrication it is you can talk to the experts in the field and learn more about it is it just a part of data science and you know how will be the future of it they are the experts so always reach out i would say start from obviously understanding your passion but also making sure that uh, the people you are actually talking to to the creators the experts who are in this field and they would be the right advisors but 
I think the most important thing is go with your passion. Nice. Go with your passion. I like that. And uh, I do that myself, so I can uh, only uh, subscribe <laughs> to that advice. Yeah. It keeps me very busy, but it's a lot more fun than uh, following, say, the money or other things like that that uh, can seem Definitely. shiny and important at the time. Now, Ravid, you're reminding me of a piece of information that I stumbled across when I did some research for this interview. And it was a piece of advice from you to people who are wanting to get into the data industry. And your advice was for these aspiring data professionals to start networking with others in the industry. Why do you think that is so important? And also, how should one go about doing that? Oh, first of all, Jonas, I appreciate your research and you, I think which is very important to me and very close to me, which is networking. I feel it can get you to places because I myself, if you ask me like, who was I like three years back, I was just a person who was just getting into data science or AI, who was just wanting to learn more about it. Though uh, that's a different story that you know about things in the field and you know about what's happening, but the real insights come from talking and talking to the right people and networking. Like I mentioned in my previous you know, answer as well, you, it's more about talking to people, the experts and getting the right insights from them. And that can only be done through networking. I started networking with authors, communities, people who are uh, the real creators, also people who are creating courses, professors, and that's how I've understood if, if I am able to talk about even a little, uh, you know, what's happening in the industry today, it's because I network regularly. It's not, it's a nonstop process that you need to get into because those insights will help you shape your career. And at the same time, it will also help you in making the right decisions for where you are right now and follow your passion. It is something which is very important. I feel networking kind of plays a very important role because everyone you talk to has someone who could be of help to you and everyone who talks to you, you could be of help to them. So it's about a person, you know, a guy who knows a guy. So it's basically just that, but it doesn't stop there. It is about more on the side where you can upscale yourself through networking. You can learn more about the whole, the whole community. You can get closer to you collaboration opportunities. You can actually collaborate with YouTubers. If you are a YouTuber, you can collaborate with companies. You can collaborate with LinkedIn influencers who are out there and making some amazing strides. So those are the things which will keep you posted about the happenings in the community and where you are wanting to get into. So the right questions can make you reach places. It can help you in your career. And that can only happen through networking. You need to be out there. You need to attend conferences, events, you need to understand the content that you are interested in and those people who are actually talking about it, engage with them, talk about it. And that will get you definitely a spotlight and it will take a lot of time. I'm not saying that start networking today and you might see results like just in a month or so. It will take some time, but if you are there diligently, uh, the results will definitely show. Yeah, and I might uh, share a bit of my own uh, learning with this because I think it's such an important topic. So a lot of people in data science, including myself, by the way, are typically more introverted types and networking potentially daunting and even a little bit 
in some cases, people think oh, it might be uh, like a fake connection. I think as soon as you get you change that mindset and go, I just want to learn about this person and connect with them and see what happens. Let serendipity uh, take its course. It becomes a lot easier and networking is so important for opportunities to come up. Uh, when you think about how you learn things, it's often... Uh, from a teacher, not a notebook or a textbook, you might do both. But if you, you speak to the teacher straight away, you can shortcut hours of reading. And this is what networking can do as well. I can only subscribe to what Ravid is saying. And he's built this global data community of people who network. So I recommend for all listeners to really check it out. I uh, myself have signed up to Ravid's Slack channel. And there's a lot of stuff that's happening in there. There's lots of information being shared. I've noticed that they're not just anybody in there, Robert. They're uh, some of the leading faces of the industry. So um, you've built a community of people who are willing to share, but also have uh, some real gusto in their background. Now, you have interviewed and worked with hundreds of experts in the data industry. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested in hearing from you. What are the traits that make those leaders stand out from the rest, in your opinion? I feel, first of all, you've made fantastic points here, Jonas, in terms of networking as well, like about the whole introvert and extrovert game, about people being, you know, in this field, I've seen a lot of people who are introvert and then once they start opening up, there are opportunities that they land on and there are so many things that kind of bring in. And for now, at least I can say, Jonas, you are not an introvert. You are a good extrovert. You have your own podcast. You talk to people, which definitely doesn't make you an introvert, but maybe you're working on it and you're just getting through the line and wanting to learn more and being out there. So in terms of, uh, you know, the leadership, I would say it's, on the side that first thing, they're not introverts. They are out there to help people. They have, you know, created mindset where they have chosen their niche very well and they've worked on it. They are kind of gaining a lot of knowledge every day into it. They don't call themselves the experts, though they, if they speak about a certain subject, which they are into, it can change the whole ball game altogether in that field and people can be influenced very well. But to become that influencer or to become that person who can be or who can have a great say in a field, you need to work a lot in that field and you need to be constantly updated. You need to make sure that you are choosing your niche very well. You are choosing your audience very well. It doesn't work where a person comes in and says that, okay, I can talk about analytics at a large, like about everything in analytics. There might be places where a person would say that, okay, this is not my thing in analytics, but these are my places where I have found my niche and I know a lot of things, I've worked into it. And that's a simple example of understanding that choose your niche very well, you know, just master in there, learn every day and go out there and talk about it confidently and things will change. And there's always so much learning. There's always so much of controversy that will also, uh, you know, happen. So you need to be up for that as well. There might be people who would not want to take your opinion at all. They might criticize, criticize you. But if you have done your homework very well, if you have those right pieces, which you can fit in the puzzle and say, this is the reason why I say these things kind of work. I think people kind of like that because you have a certain 
exposure you have a certain experience you are wanting to share and that's when you are coming up with a theory which which might actually help them in in that particular field and that's what leaders do they are very sure about what they are doing what they are building even if they are coming up with a product and services they are very confident about it that there are five competitors out there who have a similar product but what kind of makes it different for them is very important and they come out very confidently that these are the reasons which makes it different and which will actually help you know the customers the consumers the audience to make them feel confident about it and makes their life easy yeah so what i'm really hearing is a lot of these people are what i would call servant leaders so they're providing a service and from that they are really building up implicit leadership because they're getting the tribe together and bringing them along on the road to wherever the destination is that we're going, which is also what I think you're doing, Ravi, a great job at with giving us all this content in the community. Now, a phrase that I see a lot when I see your content is growing together is the motto. And that is your motto, Ravi. What does that sentence mean to you? It is very close to me because what I feel is a community or a leader or a person in a field, in not only in just data science or AI, but in any field, if you don't have a mindset which is growing together, if you don't have that motto in your mind that I have an audience and I want them to grow, I would just give you a small example of a teacher. A teacher comes in in the first grade and has a mindset where a teacher says that all my folks by end of the year, all my students need to go to grade two. And that is about growing. So if they don't have that mindset, they would never grow. So that is where I actually take the whole quote, which is like growing together is the motto. If I am growing in this field, I definitely want the people who are following the Ravid show, who are in the community to make sure that they upscale themselves in every way. If they are following a little content that I am trying to provide to them in, in any way, even if they visit my show and, uh, you know, I have invested like 45 minutes of their time on a live show. I want them. And that's one of the reasons why my show is live as well, where they can actually ask questions. And I do put it as a podcast where, you know, they can ask questions and I can easily answer them. So it's more on the side where I can get community closer to the experts and ask questions and get the real insights. And that kind of helps them to grow in turn also helps me to grow because I'm building an audience, which is helping me and making me more responsible on the lines where I can grow more in this space. I can say that, okay, there are people who trust me, who, who feel that, okay, Ravid does share some credible stuff we can follow. So, and they are growing. So that's how close the motto is to me. Like growing together is the motto. Yeah. Nice. And I do think the way you do it with your show is actually a little bit unique and quite valuable. I've watched a few of them. I haven't watched all of them because there's quite a lot. And just seeing the way that the audience interacts throughout the show is quite interesting. And I think so valuable for that individual to be able to ask a contextually based question in the, in the moment and interact with someone that they might have followed or read their books or, or what exactly. have you for, for quite a long time. And uh, when you've read someone's book and you can then ask contextual questions around that content, it really forms a very deep conversation very quickly. And I think a lot of the audience that you do have on your show are also published authors. I think that's pretty common. Is that fair to say? 
there are many authors uh, i keep it a mix like where i have at least served like more than 40 companies i've worked with already in last one and a half year and there have been many ceos ceos as well who have come and shared their journey they have shared knowledge about their particular field and also talked about their products that they have built and so yeah a, a mixed crowd i would say so authors in at least in 2022 what i'm planning is to have a lot of professors from harvard stanford on the show and share the insights with the audience and uh, so just planning on those lines yeah yeah i'd say audience check out ravid's show it is definitely worth your time now ravid i have two questions left for you today the first one is one i always ask of guests on leaders of analytics and i call it paid forward and the question is who would you like to see as the next guest of leaders of analytics and why okay uh very interesting in field of analytics i know dave mariani who's the ceo and co-founder at atscale you should definitely have him on the show to learn more about uh, how they are bridging the gap between ai and bi through the semantic layer it will be something which uh, you would love to learn more about and he talks a lot around ai bi and analytics all together so he could be one person the second would be actually i have many names in this field but okay i would stick to john thompson he is the author of building analytics teams he talks a lot around analytics and definitely he'll be a great participant for the show yeah brilliant i personally am building an analytics team and i'm trying to put more ai into my bi at the moment so <laughs> these topics perfect for me personally but of course also for the listeners thank you for those recommendations now ravid where can people find more about you and get a hold of your content okay there are many places i would say linkedin is number one i have my own page the ravit show where i share content i share about the upcoming events you can find me on slack telegram instagram yeah i think i'm i've covered the ground but linkedin is my first place feel free to reach out to me just put a message in there and i'll be happy to respond to you guys yeah Yeah, definitely do it audience. I highly recommend that. Thank you. Ravid Jain, thank you so much for being on Leaders of Analytics today. It has been such a pleasure to listen to your story and your insights and get some real valuable tips on how to actually network with people and peers in the industry. So we will be very grateful for the content that we've created today but also continue to be very grateful for the content that you put out into the field and through your channels. So thank you so much for serving our community so well. Thank you very much for having me Jonas. You're doing a fantastic job for the leaders out there for all the analytics community and I know how much it takes to build a podcast because I really appreciate the work that you are doing because i am in that same place i know going out doing an outreach preparing questions asking them executing getting into different fields asking various questions researching about the guest it takes a lot so i would definitely urge the audience to actually put it out there put the word out as much as possible for journeys and thank you very much for having me again <laughs> <laughs>